You are listening to the Theosophia Podcast, a platform for women's voices in theology, curated by Sarah Elizabeth Smith and Kelsey Davis. Be sure to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash theosophia and consider supporting this Labor of Love project for women's empowerment. Also, please engage with us on all our social media platforms. We would love to hear from y'all about the types of topics and or awesome women in religion you want to hear from. This week, we are featuring a sermon by the Reverend Naomi Tutu. The Reverend Tutu is a dear friend of mine from our time together in Divinity School, and she was on the pod last year. You can listen to her episode. It was episode seven. Naomi joined the All Souls Cathedral in Asheville, North Carolina in 2018, as the Cathedral Missioner for Racial and Economic Equity, and Missioner for Kairos West Community Center. The challenges of growing up black and female in apartheid South Africa has led Naomi to her present-day work as an activist for human rights and her ordination in the Episcopal Church in 2017. The Reverend Tutu is the third child of Archbishop Desmond Tutu and Nomalizo Leah Tutu. Her professional experiences range from being a development consultant in West Africa to being a program coordinator on issues of race and gender and gender-based violence in education, the African Gender Institute at the University of Cape Town. In addition, she has taught at various schools in the U.S. I listened to her sermon last week in lieu of the Christchurch New Zealand mosque shooting. I felt very compared to share it with you all. And thank you so much, Naomi, for allowing me this privilege. The Reverend Tutu uses a lectionary text from Luke chapter 13, verses 31 through 35, to craft a very powerful message to all of God's beloved entitled, You Will Not Put Hate in Our Hearts. I'll read the text first, and we'll dive into Naomi's sermon of love and inclusion for our Muslim brothers and sisters. The Gospel according to Luke. Some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets, and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. He said to them, go and tell that fox for me, listen, 
I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I finish my work. Whenever I have read this particular gospel, I have thought that we're in that phrase of go and tell that fox. What has come to me is sending a fox to watch the hen house. And I'm sure that Jesus didn't know that saying. <laughs> but I think that what it comes from is that if you look in our Old Testament, that the kings and rulers of Israel were called by God and were set by God to be an example for the people of what God's reign would be like. So that those kings are judged not simply on how much they were able to conquer neighboring, neighboring countries or how much money they were able to raise or how powerful they were, how beautiful their buildings were. They were judged on how much their reign echoed the reign of God. How much they showed compassion to the poor, to those on the margin. How much they lived according to the covenant that God had made with Israel. That they were meant to show in their rule what God's rule would be. Never quite reaching what the kingdom of heaven is going to be, but meant to be striving to be rulers who established something approximating God's kingdom. And so Jesus is saying to Herod, I know better kings than you. Listen, you fox. You are not the kind of royalty appointed by God. And let me tell you, you can threaten, you can call my, for my death, you can arrest, you can kill as you have already killed John the Baptist, but I will stay on the path that I came to this earth to fulfill. So you threaten to kill me, but I will continue with the work that God has called me to. I will continue to heal, to throw out demons, to feed the hungry, to stand with the marginalized, to give hope to the oppressed, to free the prisoners, to make the lame walk and the blind see. And I will continue to do that even as I know that my path is leading me to my death, even as I know that you are waiting to crucify me, and I will continue in this work right up until the last minute, that I will continue to give hope to God's people right up till the very moment that you kill me. So keep saying whatever you want to say, Fox. My path is a path ordained by God. So as I was preparing for my sermon today, Friday happened. The massacre that happened in the two mosques 
in Christ Church. And reflecting on those in the light of this gospel. It was clear to me that we live in a time where there are plenty of Herods. We live in a time when in Australia, New Zealand, this country and Europe, fear and hatred of immigrants has been stirred by the people in the highest positions in government. That we live in a time in this country when a ban was put on tourists and immigrants from countries that are predominantly Muslim. We live in a time when anti-immigrant sentiment is being stirred up by those who are meant to be rulers. That we are told to be afraid of those trying to come into this country. And, and make no mistake, they're not just talking about any immigrants. They're not talking about immigrants who look like most of you in this congregation. They are fomenting fear around immigrants who are brown and black people, immigrants who are Muslim, immigrants who are Sikh, that that is the fear that Herod is trying to foment at this time. Even right after this massacre, we had a member of the Australian government say the real cause of bloodshed on New Zealand's streets today is the immigration policy which allowed Muslim fanatics to migrate to New Zealand in the first place. We were told here to fear the caravan of immigrants coming from Central America. We were told that we needed to be afraid of them, not simply because they were coming from Central America, which was frightening enough, but that in fact they were Middle Easterners seen in this caravan. So this fear, this hatred of those who do not look like us, those who do not worship like us, those who do not speak our language. And then we are surprised when violence happens in places of worship, in the synagogue in Pittsburgh in a black church in Charleston, in mosques in Christchurch. We should not be surprised because Herod is out there. And we, we are called to respond to Herod just as Jesus did. Your words are not going to deter us. 
Your trying to sow division will not make us hate because we are the people of a God who said the greatest commandments are love your God and love your neighbor as yourself. We will not be those frightened or led into hatred because we are citizens of a heaven that we have been told about from generation to generation. We, foxes, we will not be afraid of what you say. We will not allow your words to enter our hearts because in our hearts we have the teachings of a God who said, I have created you all in my image. And we have been given as much as we have seen examples of Herod over these past months, we have seen examples of those who have chosen to call out the foxes. We have the example of a man in Manchester who on waking up on Friday and hearing about the massacres in New Zealand, went to his neighborhood mosque and stood outside with a sign that read, you are my friends. I will stand God so you can pray. We have people saying, foxes, you are not going to determine how we live in this world. We have the Prime Minister of New Zealand who said, tell those foxes that the people who suffered in this mosque call New Zealand their home, and they are us. We have the example of so many who went to offer their help when they found out about the massacre. We have the story of a woman whose name I still don't know, who told of helping the injured, and in particular of pressing her hand against the wound of one man to stop the bleeding, and also talking on a cell phone to his wife to tell her, I'm with him, you go to the hospital, to find him there. We have a history of our people being called to say to the foxes, you will not put hate in our hearts because our hearts have already been healed and sealed with the love of God. That maybe Maybe you will kill and maim some of us physically, but you will never touch.
touch the spirit that God put in us that allows us on the first and second day to continue to be healing and feeding and loving and caring for our brother and our sister, our Muslim brother, our Jewish sister, our Mexican brother, our African sister. That we have to tell Herod, you fox, this world might stand in awe of you, but we know who is the king who rules our hearts, who rules our lives, who has called us to live in the path that Jesus laid for us. We have to say to Herod, hate has never been part of the Christian vocabulary. Hate has never been part of our DNA that we are ones who know that we have been saved by the love of Jesus and that we are ones who are ready to stand day after day saying, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord who has laid down his life, who has taught us to love. Amen. <laughs>